Are you ready to light this puppy? Let's do it. Uh, that's not right. The remix. All right, here we go. The T-bone. <laughs> and chick proof. God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For glorious. Talking with super fan James this week. And uh, he mentions, first of all, he's doing a lot of driving. So he's, he's uh, stockpiling episodes so that uh, he can listen to him while he drives. And I'm like, you don't have to do that, man. We've got years of episodes available online that you can... We can definitely get you through your 16-hour drive without a problem. And he's talking about uh, one of the things he said that struck me as weird. He's like, and uh, when I when I think of your podcast, I think of you saying something, and then God bless. And I'm like, God bless. What what are you talking about? God bless. He's like, in the opening, you know, when you when you say God bless. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, because I I initially felt like he I was I guess I was somehow saying it in a in a loving and caring way to all the people out there and god bless you all but no it was nothing like that it was me <laughs> avoiding saying a cuss word <laughs> it looks like a beautiful day in spain i can tell you not so much here in central pennsylvania in case you haven't heard we had some rain a little bit of a storm in the americas and for all of our friends that uh, suffered through what was ian I, I, with the exception of my friend Tony Lasavicious, I think everybody is is okay. Uh, he is without power, but he's he's managing. I mean, they're okay, no structural damage, but uh, they they don't have power. Okay. <laughs> but, I have no uh, idea. All of my friends, uh, Two Bags Tommy, uh, Christina and Ben, uh, Linda over there. I'm, I'm not going to put all these names in this week's episode, but I'm just going to summarize them as all of my friends in Florida. Uh, Jackie and Dion and, and, and everybody else. And Ricky up there in South Carolina. It, it was funny because, and, and uh, Ron, who's down there in Sebastian. It was funny, as the storm went to Tampa... I'm thinking of all the people I know in the Tampa area, the Shunkies, Mike, Rosa, and, uh, Rose, and uh, Jen, and, and uh, little Mike. And I'm, I'm just like, everywhere the storm goes, they're mentioning a city. And I know people in every one of these cities, from Tampa <laughs> over to Orlando, to the East Coast, up to Daytona Beach, to uh, uh, St. Augustine, to, of course, Jacksonville, and then, you know, family in Savannah. And they're all fine. And then up into Charleston, where I've got friends, into Sumter and Berkeley County, all of those areas, I got friends. So all of them, as far as I know, are fine. And I'm glad you guys weathered the storm. Hurricanes are, are really kind of fun. You know, if you're if you're well prepared. Oh, Beth, she's fine too, uh, Bethany. If you're prepared for a hurricane, and your house is prepared to withstand high winds and some debris. I've been through several hurricanes. I've never evacuated for any. The scariest hurricane I've ever been in, believe this or not, was right there in Spain. Because, the one, was that four years ago? Yeah, yeah. Five years ago? Let me tell yeah. you about that. A little story you don't know. So I, I often wonder what it was like in the Americas. Imagine we didn't have meteorology and we didn't have satellites and imagery and anything like this. And it's just a beautiful day in Tampa, Florida and everything's great. And then the rain starts and you're like, oh, well, it's Florida. It's raining. It, it'll stop in a few minutes, but it doesn't stop and it intensifies and the winds pick up. You have no idea what is coming. You have no idea. Well, and that's how we ended up burning witches and how the Bible was written, right? Like <laughs> Someone made someone mad. This is smite. <laughs> yes. Tampa was being smited for the wonderful uh, Hard Rock Casino right there on the interstate I-75 and I-4, if, in case anybody needs directions. So Tampa's being smited. Again, imagine no idea that this storm is coming. It's a beautiful sunny day. It starts to rain. The rain picks up. The wind picks up. And then all oh, heck breaks loose. It's just... That is terrifying. I don't like the weeks leading up to anticipation, but I 
basically time traveled in Spain because I didn't watch Spanish weather or Spanish news. And neither did any of my idiot friends. So we had planned for whatever reason, we had changed it to a Sunday. And I hate the fact that we changed it to a Sunday because we always hash on Saturdays. We had changed it to a Sunday this weekend to increase participation, fail. Yeah, anytime you bend to the uh, the whims of the minority, you don't get anything that you want. So, yeah. so we do it on a Sunday, and I'm off trail, and I am getting. It was a beautiful start. I, we started 11. It was a beautiful day, and we're going. We're having along, and the rain starts picking up. I'm like, okay, this is pretty rainy, and then the wind starts picking up. I'm like, okay, this is pretty windy, and then I remember I, I lost a cell phone on this run. Because I had taken uh, my cell phone out and I had done some video. I'm like, we are never doing runs on Sunday again. <laughs> and, I, and, and I get one more proof of life video out of that phone before I toss it into my backpack that I'm running with. Which, unbeknownst to me, is filled with like three inches of water. So that phone is done. Oh. <laughs> there is no saving that phone. But it, get the, it gets so much worse. And then I, I run for shelter. It, it just, I needed to find find a place to shelter and I eventually I sheltered and we got it was I remember <laughs> I remember me and Jose uh, when we finally made it back to the starting point we're both sitting in my car waiting for the rest of the people to either wash ashore or show up <laughs> and uh, me and him are sitting in my car we're both drenched my windows are completely flog fogged over if anybody were to tap on the door it would have looked like a couple of teenagers that had a romp in my car it was just <laughs> <laughs> and Jose's a good-looking man. It's not that I wouldn't have had a romp with him, but it, 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 that was not the day. It's just, it was so bad. Wrong kind of wet. <laughs> have you ever found yourself in a uh, in a weather phenomenon? Uh, being so a Texas person, <laughs> yeah. You got the floods and you got the tornadoes. I mean I think the worst one was actually in Wyoming. We were there for Frontier Days, 10-day world's largest rodeo shenanigans. We were super stoked because Motley Crue was playing that night. And it, it was beautiful. It looked like it does behind me. Blue skies, absolutely gorgeous. No wind, no clouds. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, this breeze picks up. It's like... <sighs> Hail, hail, golf ball sized hail and flooding. And it was punching holes in our tent. Um, pretty sure it broke my thumb, cracked the glass on our van. It was insane. And it hailed so much, so fast, even though it was like in the upper 80s that day. So much hail came down so fast. It looked like it had snowed. All of the ditches and all of the, the side streets were completely white. But it wasn't snow. It was straight up hail. It was insane. Um, I've seen tornadoes full of fire. I've seen tornadoes full of ice. I've seen tornadoes full of water. I've seen regular tornadoes. Um, I mean, I've driven all across America. And you, you see, you don't even know America, what you've gotten into on some points. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I hear the tornado sirens. I've been listening to them for, for hours now. Is it real? And then you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, it was real. And it was real close. How, how did that miss me? And I'm not mad. When you started losing your tents in Wyoming, did you seek shelter in your vehicles? So the vehicle was not close to our tent. When you started uh, losing your tents, did you seek shelter anywhere other than in the tent? It's all tents. <laughs> so the, the, the biggest problem was is that the brain for all of our electronics sits on the ground. And the water was flooding so quickly from the rain that accompanied the hail. I sent everyone out of the tent because it has a metal floor base, like metal tubes that go all the way around. And luckily rubber flooring but i sent everyone out and i put the the brain on top of the stack of bricks that i had in the tent and uh try to keep it dry as dry as i could and it was actually we went out <laughs> and kind of huddled under the like the porta potties were set up and they had kind of put this like awning of plywood over them to make it like a, a tunnel 
And so we just kind of stood there in the porta potty alley. But luckily we were kind of like away from the main area. Like we were pretty far away, away from like the rides, the kids rides and all of the other rodeo type things. So it wasn't so bad. There weren't that many people out that way by then. Every time we have a storm in America, I always, I always ask the people who are rebuilding to please, please rebuild with material that can withstand the storms in the area. <clears throat> in Italy, in Spain, we see houses that have been there for hundreds of years because they were built with poured reinforced concrete. And with the exception of a volcano and uh, an earthquake directly underneath the house or war, those buildings withstand the test of time. Meanwhile, I mean, we're still building things still there. <laughs> <laughs> the humans are not, but the roads are. Meanwhile, we're still building homes out of you know, twiddle sticks here in America. And especially down there in South Florida, there's so many retirement communities and the villages, our friends Doreen and Dan. While I've been, you know, following Ian, I stumbled across quite a few interesting articles about people who sheltered at Disney World because Disney World has been through many hurricanes and their resorts have survived many a hurricane. And I was like, well, that's really clever. And apparently it's a thing that locals do. There's food, they have generators for power, they have Wi-Fi that doesn't die, and they have entertainment. And people just book a week-long stay at the resort, not looking to go into the park, but for safety's sake. I have never heard of that. I hadn't either until I started following. And then, of course, I was like, but what about the animals? And then turns out the animals all have built in shelters behind the park. It was really interesting. Yeah, the, the animals are housed in uh, hurricane proof buildings for yeah. a reason. Yeah. And yeah. apparently, if you're a human <laughs> and you want to be housed in a hurricane proof building, uh, the resort is the place to go. <laughs> Plus, you're not going to get storm surge in Orlando. You're you're in the dead center of Florida. You're not getting it from the East Coast. You're not getting it from the West. That's what screwed up a lot of people. A lot of the damage that I saw. Yeah, of course, some of it's from the winds. Uh, our, our, my friend Martha, she took some damage there. But the storm surge. That was insane. I watched the time lapse of it. And they're like, this is a 30 minute video condensed. And I was like, 30 minutes? Jeez, they could have played it in real life time and it still would have been fast. The, the so scariest fast. video you'll ever see is that the Fukushima uh, tsunami. The, yeah. the water, the speed of that water. And because it was Japan and not to not to be stereotypical or anything of it. But, you know, there was a much more powerful earthquake a couple of years before that. that caused a horrible tsunami that killed hundreds of thousands of people. But the Japanese Fukushima tsunami was videoed so well because <laughs> it's Japan and they have the best cameras. And they mm -hmm. uh, there was just this one amazing shot of a, of a helicopter shot off the coast that followed the first wave. It followed it from miles out. It was beautiful. Of course, tsunamis are beautiful. That's what suckers so many people in. I remember in Phuket, there was a cat standing on the beach. And there's a video of him standing on the beach as the water disappears and none of the Duh. warning signs that should have went off in his brain went off. And he's just like standing there. He's like, oh, isn't this interesting? Oh, look, there's fish on the, on the, the look at this. This is interesting. No, run. No, it's not interesting. <laughs> you you got to run, Jack. It's too late to run. You Seek high <laughs> climb, ground something. Climb. I remember, what was the name of that? Or what did they call that uh, tsunami? Phuket was popular but archie uh archie it was it was an indonesian area where that tsunami occurred anyway way too serious for the show for all of our friends that uh, survived the recent storms in america uh thanks for listening number one number two we are we're glad you're all well we of course if you need anything and is there any way that i can help you please reach out to me let me know of course I, I donate money to Stranger Things, so why not? Not the TV show. That's ridiculous. We Speaking <laughs> of TV shows, I have a bit of a conundrum. Uh-oh. Yes. Dahmer. Have you heard of it? Seen it. All of it? 
all of it. Okay, I have not. I have not finished it. I really don't care to finish it. Here's here's what I know. I was alive when Jeffrey Dahmer was alive. I was uh, same. I was there in the seventies when he was there in the seventies. He was ten years older than me. There's one scene where he gets pulled over 1978 for a DUI and. I remember I, I commented to the producer, you need a manager. I commented to the yeah. producer, hey, uh, this is the 70s. She's like, what? I was like, this is the 70s. So the cops just yell at him and he's drunk and they just make him drive home. But the part of Dahmer I know, crazy guy, murders a bunch of gay men in Wisconsin, eats them, keeps their bodies in the fridge, gets yelled at by a sister in a courtroom goes to prison, and uh, gets murdered by a broomstick. That's that's the Dahmer I know. Cannibalistic, murdering gay dude killed in prison. That's the entire story. One of my friends who's big into movies, Cal, I think it was Cal Varducci, Cal said Niecy Nash does a great role in this movie. Oh, my God, I love her. I, I love Niecy Nash. She did a great role in this movie. It's and apparently funny. the actor, no, the actor who plays Dahmer is... No kidding, doing a great job. I'll give him that. He's, he's amazing. Yes. <laughs> so okay, I talked to I talked to the boss. The boss says, "Yeah, we'll look at it. We look at it." And the first episode tells you everything. He's there. Yeah. He, 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 he doesn't kill his last victim. The victim gets to the cops. The cops come in, and finally, after so many murders, he's caught, and he goes to jail, and he dies in prison. I thought it was a one-off. I thought it was one show, and it was done. And then episode two, okay. As I think we've made it to four, and each and every episode includes a little bit of murder, but a whole lot of sympathy. Like it did, it did play like really. Like he's drinking too much, and his dad is like, "You need to stop drinking." And he's and his grandma, like all these people, are trying to take care of him, and you're like just kind of watching him spiral. And it does play kind of to a sympathetic tone. There were things that I, I loved about the show, mostly because of the people who were in the show rather than the show itself. Like I thought a lot of the characters did a very good job at what they were doing, but the tone yeah, of it's, it, it, it's itself It's like they're is, trying to humanize a yeah. mass murderer. Right. And and I don't like that. I don't like that. And and every time I watch another episode, all I'm doing is encouraging that. So I don't want to watch any more episodes. But the boss, she's vested now. Now she needs to she needs to see Jeffrey Dahmer at his kindest and his gentlest. So she's going to watch the rest. And well, I mean, I mean, I watched it in a day, so I didn't really feel like I lost out too much. I was if she watches it, then I, I you know I can watch it, and my click doesn't count. Netflix doesn't know we're both watching it at the same time and not watching it doesn't <laughs> negate her click. So I think I'm going to finish it only because we're doing it as a team. It's a team effort, but I, I'm not, I will say as far as the acting goes, it's amazing. But as yeah. far as the script goes and humanizing someone like this, even though it's been 30 years, I don't like it here and i don't like it as a as a precursor to future movies that humanize mass murderers so yeah. we just celebrated the anniversary of the las vegas shooting where he murdered what 58 people and wounded hundreds well i mean i'm sure he was a nice guy he probably had his moments he, he probably had a drinking problem you know he probably had an ex-wife that drove him crazy there's probably a lot of sympathetic reasons why he killed 58 strangers mm -hmm. i don't want to see that movie don't want to see that no it is interesting i remember like back in high school maybe early college i was reading a book that was uh about um charles manson and you know, talking about his upbringing and, you know, being a ward or a child of the state and what those facilities were like. And I remember being like, are you making excuses for, for him? <laughs> no, thank you. And I never even finished it. A show I can get through because I'm just watching it. It's probably on in the background. I was cooking while I was, you know, watching it, whatever. But a book, that's like a lot of focus and attention and I'm not as likely to finish but yeah, like not on my list of things to talk about, but I started a book today. Oh, George Orwell in 1984. Uh huh. 
I've never read it. Oh. I, I know about it, but right. I've never read it. And How's uh, it going? Old, old Winston's got me enthralled a little bit in Chapter 4 in the way the uh, Ministry of Truth ring a bell. The way the Ministry of Truth operates seems very similar to a lot of things going on in this world. Hey, I don't want to sidetrack. I got the the, I have about 30 minutes of conversational topics for us, as we always do. And then we break into segments. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we do. We talk. We engage in uh, a list of uh, uh, authorized topics. And then we move on to our segments and then we say goodbye. But uh, if you don't like that or there's something you want to say or something you want to share, you know what you can do? You can always call us on the hotline. You used to call me on my 904-385-3977. You used to, you used to. Tegan gets mad every time we don't use hers. Here's what I want you to do, Tegan. I know you're listening. You're a great listener, and we appreciate you. The next time you're with your weird beard club, get them <laughs> get, get them on the phone. Make sure you've got five bars, because your, uh, your last one was a little staticky. Get them on the phone and get them to do the promo for the T-Bone and Chick Brew Hotline, and I'll make a special one for you. And I promise we'll use that every episode, at least once. But the kids right now have the better promo, because they're kids and they're adorable. <laughs> and and Superfan James, who you're always in competition with, and is the number one Superfan of the week. Superfan James, he uh, he made those kids, so a little oh. extra, a little extra credit. He made fans for the show, so I don't think we can <laughs> bring your own fans. <laughs> hey, um, you're a chef, and we're oh, do I want to save that for the food? Sa- I'm going to save it. I do have some things going on this week, though. It might be interesting and funny. Well, we'll talk about your things, and we'll talk about my things. So we'll both have something to talk about when we get to that yeah. segment. Let's uh, talk about John Cena. John Cena has uh, recently set the Guinness Book of World Record record for, can you guess what it might be? You know who John Cena is. I do. Is it for smelling what the rock is cooking? Ah, yes. Yes, he he is the smelliest of the smellers. No, he is not. That is not the answer. You want to take a, a second guess just for fun? No, I have no idea. I don't keep up he, with wrestling very You well. know, he's, come on, man. He's, he's a good guy. You know, all the interviews I see, he seems like a regular kind of nice person. I've never seen any Alec Baldwin traits in him. He always seems rather normal. Never. Yeah. Never shot someone on set? I never shot someone on set. Two people on set. Yes. Too soon, too soon. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not. Never. Never too soon. John Cena set the world, Guinness Book of World Records for uh, granting the most make a wish wishes he seems like that kind of guy i mean how do you how do you dump on a guy that does that i'm not dumping on him good on you john cena so funny that you talk about guinness book of world records because that is part of my headlines today (laughs) how do we that's how it's so that's how in tune and that we are i haven't talked to you in what two weeks two weeks and we're just that that is a rolling. true statement ladies and gentlemen we do not talk except on the show so what you see is genuine and when we mind meld and people have always said we make a good team and that's why i keep you around because we make a good Thanks. team <laughs> <laughs> my problem with make a wish is like all things of good intention they eventually get spoiled ruined downplayed so i mean what kind of wishes is John Cena granting in order to earn this record? I'm, I'm a dying little child, and I would just like to meet John Cena. Oh, okay. It's John Cena. I hope that's his theme music. <laughs> oh, look, it's John Cena here with a, you know, a doll of himself and uh, and, a, and an eight by ten headshot that he signs for you that really won't matter in a month. Is that the kind of wish he's giving or is he like, you know, 
Taking they, kids to the racetrack? Something, something. Taking Maybe. them to WrestleMania, like a bunch of little dying children sitting in the front row of um, <laughs> a bunch of dying little children sitting in the front row of a tables, ladders, and chairs match. While <laughs> a cage, tables, ladders, and chairs, no disqualification match, blood everywhere. Oh, yes. Now that. That is that is a wish I could get behind. I just big big baby for years uh, would pose this question: What is the adult version of Make a Wish? So I'm sorry, you've been diagnosed. You've got a week to live. But here at the Make a Wish Foundation for adults, we can make your wish come true. Now it wouldn't no because everyone's wish would be like, hey, you know all those medical bills that I've got now. <laughs> I just want those to go away so that my family's not burdened wow, by my Wow, you're right, man. Like, th- what is there left? There's nothing left. By the time a, a normal adult uh, gets to that point, at that point, they're just like. I don't know. I need to die because I can't afford to keep living. My family will literally suffer for the rest of their eternity if I stay alive. <laughs> uh, Damian Robinson is a comedian here in Harrisburg who's originally from Brooklyn. They recently did an episode on their podcast called DNR. Uh, I don't know if that means do not resuscitate or the, the Damian's middle initial is N, but it's it's the DNR podcast. Hopefully it means do not resuscitate. But they did uh, a show recently about what happens when you find out you only you're terminal what do you do and damien's responses were so scary to me i'm not sure i want to i want to be friends with damien cuz <laughs> if he ever gets diagnosed as terminal he's just going crazy and i don't i i don't want to be collateral damage to that kind <laughs> of craziness big babies make a wish adult dying wish was to go to the players ball and i always thought that was an amazing wish. But you, Miss Practical, as always, point out yes. what most people's adult wishes are now because we're adults. Yeah, uh, uh, can you pay my medical bills? <laughs> <laughs> so that I can stop working and enjoy my last four days sitting on the couch relaxing. <laughs> I don't know. Make a wish for adults. It would have to be. <laughs> this is this is the way you would have to frame that to make that actually happen. You would have to be granting a wish for a loved one of an adult that is terminal. So you know, as you're dying, you're being forced to go skydiving with your you know, your nephew or. <laughs> Sounds terrible. It is. It is a terrible idea. You know, sometimes you, you have to, to sometimes you have to put those things out there and, and see if they float. They did not. I have a storm <laughs> icon. The eye of the storm is 354 miles away from me. Isn't we that, better hurry up before you lose Wi-Fi. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> hey, guess what? Buttercup. I made the largest purchase I've ever made on the internet. Did you finally get your doll? <laughs> I'm telling. Uh, <laughs> no, I did not finally get the uh, $1,900 sex doll. It's more than that. You bought two? Uh, I bought a <laughs> fleet of sex dolls. I just have them because they're really heavy. So, I mean, you, you, don't, you don't want to carry them around the house. You just want to meet them where you're going, you know, instead of <laughs> I got three floors here. I just have one upstairs, one in the middle. You know, your carpool companions, you know, carpool. instead of rotating, <laughs> rotating them from each car, you just leave one in the other car. <laughs> I made a the largest purchase I've ever made on the Internet. Do you want to guess what it is? And I, I think that's. Uh, that's to you that's to the audience that's to our, our super fans and our regular fans and our future fans who are listening to this long into the future after both of us have made our final wish <laughs> what do you think i purchased did you buy a car maybe can you imagine buying a car on the internet yeah did i did you bought yours on the internet yeah <laughs> is this a new thing is this normal now Oh yeah. You, I mean, you, why why would I go talk to people if I don't have to? Okay. All right. We're a generation apart. <laughs> uh, whereas I 
We're not a generation apart. No, we're not a generation. We're a few years apart. Let's keep it real. <laughs> I have to drive the car. I have to I have to feel it. I have to I need all of the sensory input. I mean I did I did do a test drive, but I, I purchased the car online. I even scheduled my test drive online. All right, you went and did a test drive. Right. And that involved dealing with people. Very briefly, yes. And where was that at? In Valencia. You went all the way to Valencia for No. I just happened to be in Valencia. There happened to be a service center that had a car available for test driving. So you went online and scheduled your test drive. And then you go show up, show them your ID, obviously your driver's license. And they show you how to start the car. They tell you, they put, they put the location into the GPS where you turn around and then come back. And then that was it. I have been shopping. Uh, it, it, uh, my friend Angelo Fischera, I, you know Angelo. I know him. Uh, mm-hmm. He is a fellow Volvo owner and has warned me many times over that as Volvo's age, be mindful. Uh, and my Volvo still looks beautiful and it still drives amazingly. But his lingering advice has always been in, in the back of my cerebrum. So I, I have less than 40,000 miles on it. It's six years old. It looks great. It drives great. The most money I'm going to get for it is right now. Yeah. So I started shopping. I went to the vehicle that I wanted. They didn't have any in stock. Right. It's, it's a giant dealership, and they didn't have any models in stock. They had a used one that I liked, and I test drove, and it was amazing. But it didn't have adaptive cruise control. I know. That's your favorite. And once you have adaptive cruise control, you don't go back. It's like, uh, do you have any vehicles without anti-lock brakes, uh, without airbags, <laughs> and without seatbelts? Do you have any of those vehicles? Because that's Can what I get I need. manual windows? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going backwards, especially when it's a much newer model and it costs a lot more. So I'm not doing that. So there, that, that was a missed opportunity, Land Rover. It breaks my heart. I want a Land Rover, but that's not I mean, happening. You've been wanting a Land Rover for a while. <laughs> you know, I ended up buying the Volvo because Land Rover yeah. canceled their military sales program and I was ready to pull that trigger. But I always knew the fallback was going to be that. And surprisingly, has got an issue with stock also. And Everyone they does. also have an issue with new models or newer models not having adaptive cruise control. They don't have the chips. The one that had everything in it that I wanted was amazing, but it was brown. <laughs> brown! You just get it and get it wrapped. It was brown. No, I'm not getting a vehicle like that and then wrapping it. If I'm going to wrap a vehicle, it's going to be an old vehicle, something that needs wrapping, not a new no, one. Then you change it every three years. You're fine. And you don't have to change the. You don't have to change your insurance or your have license you or anything. priced a wrap? Yeah. Oh, okay. What are they running for in Spain? Because over here... <laughs> Significantly less. <laughs> really? Yeah. How much for a wrap? So there's a place that's over in Rota, and they do mostly um, commercial vehicles. Mm-hmm. But they're pricing between uh, like 12, 1500 euro. Oh, no. It's five and up here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not You could do that. it yourself. Yeah, I could, but I could also put on window tent, and uh, there's a whole bunch of bad decisions I could do myself. I mean, of course. So anyway, You've almost got time, right? When do you retire again? Then you got all the time well, to learn how to do this. I have to survive to retirement. We'll be talking about that soon. <laughs> yeah, I made the purchase, uh, and I'll just leave it at that. When there is more to tell, there'll be a video accompanying it. Did okay. I? Did I already give away the answer? I don't think I gave away the answer. You the, didn't say exactly what it was. Yeah, but I think I did. I think I gave it away. You're, okay, look, there's a lot of you hit. You can cut this out. You can cut this out. <laughs> I could, but why? <laughs> there's a lot of hit podcasts out there that are about solving unsolved murders and, and proving innocent people, uh, proving guilt, innocent people not guilty. Consider this your sleuthing exercise. Determine, <laughs> determine what my new vehicle is going to be. And uh, when I show the video... Maybe, maybe if you're right, you know, you'll get a prize. What that prize is, don't know. Take you for a ride. Maybe I take you for a ride in the new <laughs> ride. That could be it. 
I think it's time we spin. Wait, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, this? This? Yes. Guess what I'm doing this weekend. What are you doing this weekend? First of all, my in-laws are in town, which has been really fun. Uh-huh. And second, I am going to be heading over to Lisbon tomorrow evening. Uh-huh. To go to a concert. A real concert. Again, I'm so excited to go be going back to concerts. <laughs> and who is this concert for? Oh. Street's back, all right. Are you kidding? Yeah. All right, video already didn't happen. She's going to go see the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> But they're not really the Backstreet Boys, right? They're like a they're like a knockoff version of the Backstreet Boys now, right? No, they're all there. Who who are the Backstreet Boys? A bunch of old like this. <laughs> right. Justin right. Timberlake, right? No, that's in sync. I don't know boy bands. Sorry, straight guy here. Inexcusable. <laughs> <laughs> you got kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I do have kids, but they, they, they might uh, actually be too young for that 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 gap. Maybe, maybe. I guess I. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, what is the song the Backstreet Boys sing? Backstreet's back. All right. <laughs> Wow, really yeah. really inventive on the song titles <laughs> yeah. there. <laughs> Why don't we uh, move forward? I hope you enjoy yourself. I look forward to living vicariously through you as I always do. Why don't we spin the Wheel of Destiny and see what we're going to talk about next? It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight prove one thing. You know As you may or may not know, our friend Chick Brew there is a state-certified registered doctoral champion of everything culinary. She's a graduate of the most famous of culinary schools, where she she did her she did her intern faster than any person has ever done her internmanship of the Culinary Institute of Culinary Specialists. She's certified, and she tells she tells us things about food, and she teaches us things about food. What what do you got going on in your food? thing this week i made rainbow croissants i saw that those were so good all right those were delicious so you you make the dough you make the dough (laughs) yeah you you lay out the dough and and Mm -hmm. then you colored the dough how did you how did you make yeah no i did it i did it like i didn't do the the typical fold Normally, to laminate dough, you would roll it out, put your butter, and then fold, and then fold. And I didn't do it that way. I did it kind of like, um, I don't know, I got the technique from, like, an Amish website. (laughs) 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 Like, this lady who used to... Those crazy Amish Amish are at it again. ...shares her her cooking uh, styles. So what she does is she actually makes a big disc and then... So she has her ball of dough and then she cuts it into 12 to 16 pieces. Mm -hmm. And then she rolls each of those pieces into a disc and then layers a layer of butter in between each of those discs and then rolls it out. Okay. So I did it that way. And that way I was able to get the each layer. So I did a red and then a white and then an orange and then a white. So everything was kind of like spread apart and it didn't get all mushy. So you did each layer of dough as a, a color right every other every other layer was a color right? wow you should really consider starting to video some of your creations Th- that's really neat uh <laughs> and i i know the there's a whole bunch of people out there who would love to know how to do r- rainbow colored croissants they were delicioso <laughs> i made that like instead like the butter i made a like a honey lemon butter mm-hmm to spread in between and I like whipped it. So it was like super spreadable. Next time though, I will say I will use more lemon zest. I don't think I use enough lemon zest. You have inspired me. I am I am ending this show uh, today and I'm going upstairs and I'm baking bread. It's I a am, good day for bread. It is a great day for bread. It is a great day for clam chowder, oh. oyster crackers and fresh bread. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, I'm coming over. That Wait, just, you got rain headed your way? Yes. <laughs> you want to come over here? <laughs> <laughs> the, well, then I, I, I get rain. there, and of course, it's not it's not clam chowder weather. But we could have Tintos. 
Exactly. <laughs> Lots of Tintos. <laughs> Tell me this, my friend. Can mm -hmm. fermented food go bad? Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with you, and I can tell you why. Let's try to put this in the least disgusting way possible. When I say number two, we all know what I'm talking about. I went number two 21 times in a 24-hour period. You are looking thin. No, <laughs> 20 of those times I did my number two where you're supposed to. Number 21, oh, no. I was not so lucky. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing I can think that it may have been is this kimchi that I bought from the Korean grocery that was delicious, amazing. I loved it. Uh -huh. It was tasty and delicious. And but then, yeah. It, so if it's a fermented food, like kimchi, ha kimchi has probiotics in it, right? Just like sauerkraut and kombucha and all that other stuff. Right. So it may not have been that the kimchi was bad. It could have been that the bacteria and the base for that upset your, your gut balance. Doesn't mean that it was bad. I, I had been eating, you know, uh, a couple of bitefuls every day at lunch. I got, uh -huh. I got a big tub. I don't like that they're in plastic now. I, like, I felt more safe when they were in glass, but they're That's in plastic. Cool. So I take a couple of bites out of it. I seal it back up, put it in the fridge. Uh, the wife made me take it out of the house because it was starting to smell up the house because it's in plastic and not in glass. So I take it to the office. And unbeknownst to me, everybody else in the office is smelling it. I'm just smelling the aroma of kimchi and everyone else is like, oh, God, what is that smell? But on um, and I'm a number two once a day kind of person. And on Wednesday, strangely, right as I was getting ready to get off of work, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh no no no, I, I I can I can make it I can make it home. Blah, 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 blah. No you can't, uh, no you can't. So I, I I race into the area. I, I I do the number two. I get home immediately. Number two again. Now this is a couple hours after I ate my kimchi for lunch. She made me dinner. I try to eat the dinner. I can't eat the, I can't even finish the dinner. I'm like I don't feel good. I got the chills. I'm not feeling good. I need to go lay down. Oh, that is not, yeah, that's, that's, that's not. <laughs> I had a post. I don't know what's going on with Facebook. Normally when I type something, I start getting reactions. One or two here, but normally within 24 hours, I've gone through everybody's feed and I've got about the appropriate number of reactions that I expect. So I, I, I drafted up this beautiful breaking up letter to, to make it appear as if it was something way much bigger than it was, but it was just me breaking up with kimchi. And like, no one responded for like 24 hours. And then 24 hours, I got like one laugh. And then like 10 it's hours later, funny. I got, you, you, I got you two literally laughs. You dying out of your butt. <laughs> well, they, I, they don't know that. Even you haven't seen it. Even, you, it hasn't even crossed into your feed yet, the, 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 the breakup. I don't know what's going on. All that, all that, all that discomfort for nothing. <laughs> right? I, I don't know what's going on with the Facebook. And yeah, I you know, when people's, I will say that you will eat things that I would never eat. I feel like maybe you should follow the instincts of those around you when they are like, this smells. That doesn't mean take bigger spoonfuls <laughs> of it more frequently while at lunch. That means, and it doesn't mean like, oh, when someone that loves you says, this smells, I want it out of the house. That doesn't mean like, I should take this to my office because that's, and continue to eat spoonfuls of it. No, that means throw it away. No, and if kimchi you, has it, it, an aroma to it that could, a lot of people find offensive, but it's just aroma. Yeah, but the producer didn't just wake up to the, this is not the producer's first kimchi experience. <laughs> so don't come at me like that. The producer was like, this is smells terrible. And you're like, I will continue to eat this by the shovel full at my desk. I don't eat it by the shovel full. Oh, my God. You know what you should do? And you know what, though? Maybe you need to get a, a kimchi, like a glass that is just for your kimchi. So I, that I have, it's less likely to build up bacteria in the plastic. I have an ongi, a, a modern day ongi, which is double layered and it's insulated and it does a great job. But I just I didn't feel like getting it out. But it doesn't matter at this point because I'm done. Never again. I'm done. <laughs> I, I, as I, 
get older, I, I just have to start making better decisions and maybe experimenting with food, uh, experimenting with exotic foods or potentially deadly foods or maybe just Korean food. The last two things that have tried to kill me have both been Korean. One of them made it my hand, so I own some of that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> The other one was, how long did you have the kimchi? A couple of weeks. Yeah, that's a while. But it's fermented. I mean, it's not supposed to go bad because it's already been gone bad through process. I mean, but was it like, did it get warm and then cooled back down? No, I took it out of a fridge. I took it to a fridge. And uh, the only time, you know, transportation, that's it. <laughs> there is something I might be able to use here. How about we do something a little bit more fun and move on to... Book of everything. There are a bunch of crazy, crazy facts out there. Last night on Jeopardy, this is not from the book of everything. This is from the brain of T-Bone. Last night on Jeopardy, they uh, they referenced the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand in Sarajevo. And they actually referenced the assassin Gavrilo Princip. And most people don't know who Gavrilo Princip is. And, and I'm going to share this with you. Because this is just an amazing... You know, I always wanted to be on Drunk History, but I always wanted to be like... On the, I, I tried to get a hold of Derek Waters and do a drunk history European version. And I had two great stories that I was going to use as a drunk retelling the stories. One is the murder and assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. And the other is from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. Spoiler alert. Uh, they never made it to the shores of Tripoli. They never even made it past Benghazi. It's a hilarious story if you knew the details. Back to the assassination in Sarajevo. Franz uh, Duke Ferdinand and his wife, Sophia, they're, uh, they're in a little motorcade there. They're traversing the streets. Unbeknownst to them, there are murderers uh, all over. There, there's a whole bunch of people waiting for the opportunity to kill him. And one after the other, the assassins either fail or chicken out. They they go to they go to blow him up. They don't blow him up. They go to shoot him. They, they, they miss him. They, they <laughs> Another guy goes to shoot him, and that guy fails. I have this story much better down uh, if I were to do a drunk history European version. Just to be clear, Derek Waters, if you're listening <laughs> uh, so so eventually they detonate a bomb the bomb is close to the archduke but does not kill the archduke so the motorcade goes away the people go to the hospital and the assassination attempt is over for the day or so you think franz Ferdinand, and he goes to the hospital he visits to the injured people then him and his motorcade get back on the road. They go back the route they came. Meanwhile, the assassins have either been arrested, uh, beaten by a mob. There's a whole bunch of things, except for Galvrillo Princip, who just didn't get a chance to do anything. He missed his opportunity. So he's, he, he's at a little cafe. He's sitting down, having a sandwich, drinking some coffee, you know, minding his business. And the Archduke and his wife, Sophia, come back down the route where they were going to be murdered and assassined. The driver realizes he's making a wrong turn, goes to turn around right in front of one of the assassins, who casually puts his sandwich down, stands up, and just starts blasting, killing uh, Franz Ferdinand and his wife. Why is that significant? Why don't more people know who this one person is? Because of the domino effect. Gavrilo Princip is a tiny little domino uh, in front of successfully larger and larger and larger dominoes. You've seen that experiment before in your life, right? Yeah. You knock one tiny little domino down and eventually you're knocking down building sized dominoes. He was the tiny domino. He kills Franz uh, Ferdinand. This begins World War One. World War One kills millions and millions of people, which causes World War Two, which kills millions and millions of people. All because of one guy and nobody knows his name. <laughs> he, he got lost in the sauce. I'm sorry. That's an actual piece of real history. Derek Waters, I'm still available for booking. Remember, to the shores of Tripoli or uh, Franz, uh, Archduke Franz Ferdinand, either one of those stories I'm willing to do for you. And I'll do it right. 
But you're going to owe a lot in alcohol because it takes a lot to get this boy tanked. Moving on to uh, the book of everything. What we do every week is we take two crazy actual true facts uh, from the book of everything and we share them with you so that you can be the smart person in the room about something that nobody else knows. (laughs) We're on page 125. (laughs) Cocks don't have cocks. In 97% of bird species, the males do not have penises. I have so many questions. In 97% of bird species, the males don't have penises. I know a duck does. I've seen a duck penis. They do. Yeah. yeah. Those are the corkscrew ones. The corkscrew, right? yeah. I don't know. I'm going to be looking at birds a lot differently now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Granger, go kill the birds. Yeah, you got a cardinal that visits you, and, you know, people uh, always assume that's a dead relative when a cardinal visits and like, uh, come here, come here, let's take a look. Interesting. How uh, do they fertilize eggs then? I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't either. No. Okay. Uh, here's one. I, I actually, this is something from the book of everything that I may have previously read, but I did know this. I, I have read the book of everything before I started sharing the book of everything with everyone else. The American, the former American TV sex therapist, Dr. Ruth Westheimer, she's no longer with us. Bless her heart. Rest in power. <laughs> Did you pull a muscle? Uh, The uh, American TV sex therapist, Dr. Ruth Westheimer, trained as an Israeli sniper. Really? That is a true statement. And she was a tiny little woman, but she was a tiny little dirty lady that talked about sex. I remember her. I remember her show. She holds nothing back. (laughs) That's what you need. You need an old Yenta telling you you how to make the best sex moves. It's funny because we were talking about this the other day. It's interesting because I feel like it's like our generation, maybe like a little bit older than me, maybe not as old as you, but like <laughs> that, that's always up in arms about like movies and shows that are on TV. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure when we were kids, we all walked around singing uh, Let's Talk About Sex literally anything on the R&B station and it was never an issue. It came on the radio. It was on at the commissary on base played on AFN. I also grew up on military bases and no, like, and no one batted an eye. I don't know why, but I recently had Alexa play some old nineties R&B that I remember singing a lot of turns out boys to men. Yeah, they wrote some really like wimpy lyrics. Yeah, like. Uh, but meanwhile, like, SWV was just putting it all out there. <laughs> sisters with voices. Wasn't she one? Didn't she go on to be on a series uh, on a season of Survivor? Like one of the SWV one of girls. Them did, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the. But uh, like, oh my gosh, so many songs, and we were talking about the other day, and I was like, yeah, she still walk around singing these songs, and. Now I'm like listening to it again. I'm like, oh my god, oh my gosh! <laughs> I, you, and no uh, one, no one said anything. I saw a comedian recently do a bit on Annie. Uh, Annie, are you okay? And it, it, it was very funny because the lyrics are quite disturbing. And then, uh, as I, I had that fresh in my memory, I listened to this song by Boys to Men, and I'm like, wow, that is not the masculine way to handle her cheating on you at all. That is... Boys the Mendo is like the Care Bears of 90s <laughs> R&B, right? Because I went back and I, I've watched so many shows like as an adult and been like, oh my God, this is filthy. Like secretly filthy, but not the Care Bears. It doesn't matter. You could put your mind into straight subway gutter mode and the Care Bears is still wholesome. Boys Rocky, to men. Rocky and Bullwinkle were notoriously made for adults and children. There were yeah. so many sexual innuendos in those commercial oh uh, cartoons. Shrek, like literally every cartoon with the exception of the Care Bears. The Care Bears. Which I never watched. Ever. Well. Ever. You've missed out because the Care Bears Alice in Wonderland is amazing. <laughs> I said what I said. So <laughs> There's a there's late 80s version of R&B 
where there's um, Oran Juice Jones, the way he handled his woman cheating on him. And then there's the 90s R&B where it's like, it's okay. You know, I just want to be with you. What? So I'm going to I'm going to do something with this. It's it's formulating in my head. It's not there yet, but it is. Anything. So we learned a lot of good things today. But nowadays R&B, no one's cheating on anyone because everyone's poly. That's so dumb. <laughs> dumb I said it to make you mad. The beat. <laughs> We've done. <laughs> we have done the book of everything. We've done uh, talk about cooking, and uh, I think the only thing we got left in our regular segments that people look out for so much is. you're not invited k-pop for those of you who are wondering if you're going to steal somebody's music do it from korea the chances of them finding you. it are less likely <laughs> you're just mad because it's trying to kill you yeah that is that is strange so it has been a couple of weeks and we've missed some birthdays along the way ladies and gentlemen if we miss your birthday please we uh we apologize we don't want to miss your birthday. We want to we want to celebrate you any way we can. And uh, that's what we're doing in the birthday boost segment. We identify two people. She gets two. I get two. We wish you the happiest of birthdays and we say wonderful things about you. May or may not be true. We're not sure. We don't know. And, uh, and if you do not make the birthday boost in, then you get what's called an honorable mention. We acknowledge the fact that you, along with us, have made another journey around the sun together. So as always, my friend, you get to go first. I'm going to start off with Courtney Pollock. She is my favorite person to go and chit-chat with over at Building One. She keeps me lots of company. Most importantly, I don't know how she does it. Her husband is like a, a triathlete, like one of those people. It's like very athletic, <laughs> which hurts me. Just Sometimes I talk to him and I'm just like, that's great. I don't know what to say because he's so fit. And then I will tell Courtney like, oh, is your husband still alive? Did he survive the last thing? And she's like, oh yeah, he's fine. I ate cake the whole time we were there. And I'm like, you're a real person and I love you for it. <laughs> and I, I appreciate her because, you know, they go and they go while, and while he sports and exercises, while he pays to exercise with other people, she enjoys cake, and I like that. I like people that do that. She likes cake. So happy cake day to Courtney. All right. I'm going to give uh, my birthday boost to the one and the only Mr. Stacy Morgan. So Stacy is a friend of mine that I got to meet. Uh, he's a former Navy guy. Uh, he was a friend of mine that I got to meet in Rota. And uh, Mother Knows Best is another nom de plure he may have. Uh, we had a blast together. And then... He went to Bahrain and had a heart attack, which I later found out was one of many heart attacks. He's a, he's a fit guy, but uh, his ticker was tricking him. And uh, I found out a lot about the Bahraini medical system there. Very strange, but I'm glad he survived that. He's down in Florida right now. And they, him and his beautiful wife, report that they are doing well after the recent storm. So uh, to my friend Stacey Morgan, for uh, the survivor that you are, always, always uh, – Someone to look up to when it comes to strength and courage. I wish you nothing but the best and continued strength and courage to my friend Stacey Morgan. Uh, my second one is Brianna Dunway. The first few months I knew Brianna, we were not friends. <laughs> that sounds like a trend with you. <laughs> we worked for a, like rival promotional companies, but her company would cut checks to the venues but my company didn't because obviously we had a superior product and we didn't need to bribe our ways in. But uh, ultimately she ended up coming in working with me later on. And she definitely one of, she has one of those laughs that is so big and loud. And she like her whole body is the laugh. I like her. Yes. We went and saw, we, <laughs> it was during fantastic fest, which is a movie festival. In, in, in Austin and we went and saw quite a few movies after work while it was happening and we went and saw uh, The Wackness 
and which is a great film. Love it. Hilarious. Lots of good stuff there. But we were in the front row. We got there late, obviously, like right as it was starting. Uh, we ordered all this food and beers and we're having the best time. And people kept shushing her because of her laugh, because they're all these serious <laughs> film festival people. The director was in the audience and he paid our tab and came and said, I'm so glad you enjoyed the movie. It was so refreshing to hear someone just appreciate There was like great jokes in there, like 90210 jokes. The, the movie was like from the mid 2000s, early 2000s, but it was like shot in like a 1980s style. People had pagers, you know, it was just, there were some great jokes in there that were, and it, and it was so funny because it was, like, it was so nice to just have someone appreciate the movie and just be in the yeah, moment. Yeah, when I, <laughs> when I make something that I think is funny and people laugh, I really appreciate that. I know how crazy that sounds. So I, I can understand 100% where the director was coming from, and I would have bought your damn your doggone tickets, too. <laughs> My second uh, birthday boost goes to the one and only Derek Martin. Now, I'm going to tell you, Derek probably doesn't like me very much, and that's, oh, no. that's sad. We, we worked together in Siganilla many, many years ago, and we really haven't talked a lot since. But when we were together, uh, I could make him laugh a lot. And when we were together with our friend Chuck Mogul, Chuck could make Derek laugh. Chuck Mogul. Derek Martin, Brad Marshall, we're all in a room. We're all doing these very, very serious disciplinary review boards. Chuck would say the most outrageous things possible, and Derek and Brad would chuckle back and forth to each other. <laughs> and I maintained a straight face, and I would always say, this is serious. Knock it off. This is serious. It was hard for me to do because I like to laugh just as much. But him and Brad would be the Chuckle Brothers, and they would always chuckle at a DRB at the funny things that Chuck would say. So they were the Chuckle Brothers, and Chuck was making the jokes. This is a DRB. It's very serious. Knock it off. Until one day, Chuck said something that I will never forget. And it was so funny that me and the Chuckle Brothers all had to leave the room. It was just the <laughs> funniest thing I've ever heard at a disciplinary review board. And because of that shared experience together, Derek Martin, whether you like it or not, you will always be my friend and I will always have much love for you. And, uh, and he went on to do great things in the Navy and he became an officer and he went very far in the Navy. I believe he's about to retire. Out of the blue, I'm just going to wish him a happy birthday today and see how he responds to that. He's never listened to the show. I'm sure of it. If he ever does listen to the show, he's going to hear this piece and go, wow. I guess Tony loves me because I do. I do love you. That's what I say. How about into your honorable mentions sections? Honorable mentions. I got Megan Pellman, Latif Abdullah. I have Liz Garcia and Eric Kaiser. I don't. I, I, I had thought about this. I have a name on my list and I wanted to. Uh, She's no longer with us, and I wanted to mention her name, but she committed suicide, and I don't do that. Uh, Jeff Davis, who is a mutual friend, and you can Love see Jeff. today, it is his birthday uh, tomorrow. I went to Shamrock. He was off. Was he? <laughs> I, had, I had brunch. He was uh, there. He was not there. Tom Mullins <laughs> is having his birthday. Uh, Joanne Bailey, who uh, I haven't seen any pics of the husband with the new motorcycle yet. We were there with Travis when he won his brand new Indian motorcycle. Dan Ooh. Meehan, he's there in Rota right now. Tim Reinhardt, uh, Stacey Morgan has mentioned. Uh, a relative of mine who's an amazing lady, but I don't know what the relative relationship is because she's an in-law something, but uh, Miss Norma Hawkins, I love watching your post. Frank Delatore, Kevin Fitzgerald, very funny guy in New York City. Delilah Hotchkiss, Trelina Isabel, Stephanie Jolie, Felix Rivera, Jason Hughes, and Ed Linares, and I finish it up with the lady who I met during my colonoscopy, Miss Jessica Naranjo. <laughs> Uh, happy, happy birthday to all of you. It is so fun being able to finish each show every week by just, just talking briefly about a lot of our friends, even if it's nothing more than just saying your name. So happy birthday to all of you. Twist and shout, shake it up, baby. I don't know. <laughs> I think we, uh, I think we went way over time. 
And I, I, I know I'll chop some of it up, so we're minute 15. We'll be fine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I remind you today, as I remind you every day, be the best person that you can be. And if you were a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Darrell McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Darrell McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot. Now, here's something you didn't know. Apparently, after one episode, we talked after D closed us out. And one of our super fans identified the fact that we basically do a post-credits thing every once in a while. So from this day forward, if you've listened to D close out the show, we're going to give you a post-credits thing. Today's post-credits thing is what you need to know. 97% of rev- uh, resolutions that are started on the fiscal year are actually followed through. There you go. It's a made-up statistic, but it's a made-up statistic just for you that listened beyond the end of the show. Ha, 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 ha.